0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to week seven of the Dadly podcast. My name is Jake. Hey, this is Andrew. And we've got some special guests today. So last week, we talked about our wives are going to be joining us in this podcast and sharing a little bit of their story. But first, I just wanted to welcome you back and remind you guys to check out our Facebook page. We're trying to post a lot more frequently over there. Mm -hmm. Um, We really want to be hearing from you guys, our listeners. And yeah, we're having a lot of fun in this podcast.
1: Yeah, check out all the stuff on the Facebook page. We're doing our best. Well, I think uh, we do have some cool people coming in. Do you want to say hello,
2: ladies? Hi, I'm Alicia, (laughs) wife of Andrew, mother of Everly.
1: Mother of Everly. (laughs) And who are you, hun?
2: I am Laura. I am Jake's wife
3: and Sully's mama.
1: Woo! We have the better half of both of us here today, so... Yeah, yeah. They will probably carry out a much more fruitful and wonderful podcast so we're glad to have them with us but before we let you hear more from them we got to do our week that was right oh yeah sweet well jake why don't you kick it off tell me a little bit about your week dude sure one cool thing that happened this week is
0: i feel like we're making some really good progress with sully's cradle cap um i talked about it previously that it was really getting frustrating that he was scratching himself and he bled Um. a little and we went to uh, the pediatrician and we've been putting a little hydrocortisome cream and really being a lot more on top mm-hmm. of it with bathing him. And I feel like we're finally at a point where like, it's still there a little,
1: but his head is starting to look a lot more like normal. So it's I'm great excited. when your baby's head looks normal
0: <laughs> and not Although, like just
1: flaky dandruff. What's a normal head for a baby? They're so, you know, developing and kind of weird. <laughs> well, and my kid's got a 90th percentile head.
0: Mine out. too. Why do our kids have such big
1: heads? I've started to wonder if all babies aren't in the 90th percentile because they all look like they have huge heads. <laughs> Both of our wives, um, you obviously can't see this, are shaking their heads
0: no while Andrew's talking, <laughs> which see, is fantastic. They're already helping me. <laughs> they're like, no, that, that's completely wrong. This was a funny story. Sully uh, woke himself up one of the nights this week where he was being really fussy and making lots of noises. And like I kept getting up and putting the nook back in. And then all of a sudden he made a really loud fart and started (laughs) pooping. And then he fell back asleep. That's how it takes. Woke himself up trying to poop. (laughs) The last thing I wanted to mention this week was just that, um, at church today, it was our first time dropping Sully off at the nursery. Ooh, that's a big step. Yeah. And well, the crazy thing is it felt really weird, but it was actually too easy. Like we still went through the process like punched in got a sticker to get mm-hmm. it back and stuff with our number but we were like at the checkout or the checkout thing <laughs> <laughs> the, the drop off and laura was like so if there's a problem what do you do just text us she's like sure but we want you guys to enjoy it so it probably won't happen she's like mm-hmm. we're real good at babies and it was just like we're like so we just leave and she's like yeah you're good and we're both like okay this is kind of nice
1: I wish I could see how, like, slowly you walked away. It was very weird. (laughs) It felt wrong.
0: But it was, like, and I went back, and Sully was, like, happy. He was just, Mm. you know, he was chilling, bouncing with the lady with a nookie, and I'm like, okay, I could get used to this. This is pretty nice. So, like, how big of a herd did they have? It's a big church, so in that room, it's just infants and uh, starting to crawl, I think, some of them. Mm -hmm. So, they had... It said crawlers on the wall, Laura. She's shaking her Oh, head. yeah. We're getting I was... audited here. <laughs> audited in everything we say. I think there... What do you think? Eight? You can respond.
3: There were eight babies who couldn't sit Okay. Yet.
1: okay
3: was they, there a I helper
1: can't... for each one? There was three or four ladies in there, I think. Okay. So double arms, huh? Yeah. Dude, Most those... of them were
0: just kind of chill on the
1: ground. I bet those are like the seasoned grandma, mother types that can really handle a baby. Yeah, there was two ladies like that, and then there was definitely a teenager. Okay, so uh, mom in training. <laughs> you would never find me in that room.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I would deal in that
1: room, but yeah, it not wasn't well. too bad. <laughs> That's a big step. We have not done that yet, so respect. You should. It's actually really freeing. But what about you, Andrew? How was your week? I have these funny little bullet points written down. I'll just read them to our listeners, and then... Let them hear a little bit about it. So the titles of my week could be called Fart Bubbles, (laughs) Rolling Back, or Poop in the Bed, which sounds a lot like your week in some ways with the pooping in bed. Yeah, but it stayed in his diaper and I'm not sure yours did. (laughs) Uh, No, it did not. So we can definitely start there. We uh, left Everly up in her bed and she was just hanging out in there. We grabbed some laundry, came back up and I'm walking up the stairs And I was like halfway up the stairs and I I went, Alicia, this smells, like it smells something happened (laughs) (laughs) and we're not in the room yet even. And so we get to there. I went in the other room and Alicia went and checked it out and Everly was happy on her belly, hanging out naked and there was poop everywhere, (laughs) (laughs) kind of like all around the legs and everywhere, just kind of, you know, splashing in it. So... That That's was a fun little moment. Ew. I have this beautiful picture of her just, you know, happily looking at me. And then the backside just is not glorious at all. So anyway, that was a funny moment. I'll say this in a positive light. The sheets pretty much completely cleaned out, which way to go. Whoever made those sheets. And we had a mattress protector. So all is good now. But oh, she- so this was your bed. No, this is her bed. But, okay, good. For a second there, I thought you were literally like put her in your mm-mm. bed. I'm like, ew. Mm-mm. Nah, nah. <laughs> so that was one thing. And then the other one, this kind of goes with it. She had to take a bath, obviously, right after that. We had to like hose her down. Goodness. Mm-hmm. But there was another night. We had her in the bath. It's part of her going to bed routine to be in the bath. And she was sitting there enjoying it and having fun. And then just all of a sudden, these little bubbles started coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and see, so she was just ripping them in the water and the bubbles are bubbling up like a little teapot. <laughs> did it stink? It did stink. Yes. <laughs> so that was kind of a funny experience with her as well. And then the other big news, I said rolling back over the last couple of weeks, I've been telling our listeners, especially we're getting halfway. She can roll mm-hmm. onto her belly. But that massive head is causing her so much annoyance because she can't <laughs> hold it up for that long. So naturally what you would do is roll over, right? And give yourself a rest. But she has not been doing that. Well, this week she figured out how to do that. So Uh-oh. we have a good baby that can flip both ways now. So we're happy about that. We're celebrating it that she can flip over both ways. But is she like now rolling across the floor? Or is she continuing? She has not mastered the barrel roll yet. No. Okay. Hopefully that that will happen. Yeah. I'll start setting up little race courses and stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) we can see that, but I think it probably means that the safety proofing to some degree needs to begin, or at least the better vigilance (laughs) on my part, (laughs) because she might start being able to move. Yeah. No kidding. So that was a little bit about my week, a lot of funny moments. So I was kind of thankful that way. I didn't have a lot of really bad ones. I wouldn't say so.
2: You want to throw anything in Alicia? She found her feet this week, which I was really looking forward to. I know Laura had sent me a video of Sully grabbing his feet and kind of rocking like the yoga happy baby. And she finally found her feet this week. And it's very cute.
1: Yeah, that's another one. So big week here for
3: sure. Finding the feet is huge because it's also a great toy. They can entertain themselves without like an actual toy. It's fantastic. I've been trying to
1: take a picture of it and found that it's really difficult to take a picture of this without showing too much private parts. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe take the picture, then crop it versus trying to take the picture with, you know, it all politically correct right away. So if any of our listeners have a helpful way of doing that, <laughs> that, that would be nice.
0: They, they grab their feet best when you're changing them and they're naked. Uh-huh. They hoist That's their why whole Andrew's butt right in that. the air. <laughs> Babe, I didn't ask you. Did you have anything
3: you wanted to share about our week before we move on? Yeah, you covered it. Those are the milestones. Yeah. Big
1: big week for mm-hmm. both of us. So well, like we've been promising for weeks now, we want to give the ladies a chance to share some stuff. Kind of audit or, you know, give us some feedback on the stories that we shared. They're going to also share a little of their perspective on us as dads. So that'll be interesting Ooh. to listen to. My heart is pounding a little bit out of excitement and a little out of fear. But I think we're, we have pretty honest wives. So I don't know. I think they would have told us by now if we were something we really did bad. So they're going to fill in the blanks. And I think they wrote in the notes, husbands are great. So they like us or they have a different husband. We'll find out. Hopefully oh they gosh. like us. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> hand it over to you guys. Here's the ladies.
2: Hi, everyone. Hello.
3: We finally get the mic in our hands. I know. I've been waiting <laughs> this be for interesting. This. I'm really looking forward to sharing uh, one part of the story that the guys did not share, which is us telling each other that we were pregnant. So yeah. I can just dive right in um, really quickly from my perspective uh, is that you guys were visiting. You were in town. We were just sitting down in our uh, crappy old apartment, and there was a little gleam in your eyes, (laughs) and then you guys told us that you were pregnant, and instantly, I I mean, we were like thrilled for you guys, and then Jake has this, like, his eyes are like bugging out of his eye sockets, like he's freaking (laughs) out. And I can just see that he wants to just spill the beans that we are also pregnant, but I'm like giving him this like tense look like you shut up because we need to give them this moment. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think we talked for like an hour and to, and then by, at some point I let the waterfall loose and Jake finally was just like, we're also pregnant And then we were just comparing. And I think at that point, you guys were 13 weeks and we were 10 weeks. Is that how you remember it, Alicia? I
2: I remember Jake going and grabbing a little whiteboard or chalkboard or something with a strawberry on it. So however many weeks the baby is as big as a strawberry, that's where you were at.
3: Yes. He was very excited about the size of the fruit of the baby.
2: Yes. Yeah. it It was such a fun moment to hear to get to share with you guys and you be excited for us. And then to hear that we were going through it together just a few weeks apart. And I just remember, I don't know if listeners know this, but the summer before we had been in China together, and I remember sitting by this river in China having dinner and talking about when we might be having babies. And neither of us were exactly sure when that would come it was pretty soon after that we were sharing that news and it was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely knew we were both kind of like contemplating
3: it and then just to be celebrating that together. And I think the relief that I had to have somebody to be pregnant with and like share the experience was very, which for a mom and you're going through it the first time, that was amazing. And I'm still very grateful for that. Why don't you tell me from your perspective, like pregnancy, what did Andrew maybe miss? Like, How is Andrew being a pregnant
2: dad, I guess? Tell me everything. Yeah.
1: I was never pregnant.
2: No, he was not a pregnant dad, but he was a great husband of a pregnant wife. There you go. Correct word. He was very supportive. He shared a little bit about how he slept on the floor for weeks, if not months. 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 And I just wanted to share that I was not happily kicking him out of the bed by any means. I remember sitting in our bed at night, often crying, saying, I just want to sleep with you. I just wish I could sleep with you as I'm kicking him onto the floor. <laughs> and that was a hard thing. I, That's so
3: stressful.
2: It was. It was not fun. I, in general, did not enjoy being pregnant very much. Towards the end, it really wasn't that bad. It was uncomfortable, and I was big and ready to be done. But especially the first half, as he shared, I had a lot of nausea no appetite, and the baby doesn't really feel all that real at that point. And so it was really I think a that bit was of a struggle. That was the point
3: that you announced your pregnancy to us, like when you were struggling pretty bad about 13 weeks. So. Why don't you tell our listeners, what was it that you ate your entire pregnancy long?
2: Hey there, it's Alicia. My mic failed, but the answer is that I ate a lot of mac and cheese. I joke and tell Everly, um, if I eat mac and cheese now, I say, Everly, this is the stuff you're made out
3: of. That is amazing. I love that. And I remember... Uh, especially a story of Andrew saying that one day he just like bought out the grocery stores, Mm -hmm. Mac and cheese supply. (laughs) Yes, he did do that probably more than once. See, they're such great heavies. They will do, they will do whatever we want. So
2: I wanted to know, did Jake really give you 10 meal options for every meal?
3: So not meals because I wasn't exactly eating meals, but like foods, he'd be like, okay, I can get you string cheese. I can get you chocolate. I can get you orange juice and like that kind of stuff. And I would just be like, no, 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 no. I'd be like, no. I would go through phases of what I liked. But the only thing that was consistent through pregnancy, what Sully is made of is chocolate milk and blueberries. That was what, (laughs) and Jake likes to add applesauce. Like I would eat almost a whole like jug of applesauce. And that would be a meal for me, but he really would he would just like go through all our cabinets and like ask me what I wanted of that, and nothing was appetizing that was not the whole pregnancy, but the first half, definitely
2: yeah, what a patient uh patient guy
3: yeah, for sure, so was there anything else about the pregnancy that you wanted to share
2: alicia uh, i just I just wanted to share for the listeners, Andrew mentioned that there is. Cheap pregnancy tests that you can get on Amazon.
1: Get them by the bushel.
2: Here's a little, a little wives' tale for you. This is true of myself and true of another mom that I know. That if you're trying to get pregnant, what you have to do is order 25 of these tests. They're called Wonderful Pregnancy Tests. 25 for 9.50. And when you order them, the next month you will be pregnant, and then you will have 25 pregnancy tests that you don't need. But they were cheap. So that's my tip.
3: That's an amazing tip because I think I probably spent $30 or more on three pregnancy tests. I got, like, the fancy ones, and that was just dumb. So I didn't know. But next time, I will definitely,
2: definitely not. I will go with the one, one flow pregnancy one test. flow. They don't look as cool. So if you want to take a picture with your pregnancy test, maybe when you know you're pregnant, buy one yeah, of the cool ones. Yeah, get a model ones. one. They kind of look like... The things you dip in your car to test your oil. Yeah,
1: or like put in a pool to see how much chlorine's in it.
2: Yes, but they work well. And I got a positive when I was just two weeks post-ovulation. So, yeah, they work pretty well. That's impressive.
3: Yeah, good to know.
2: So let's hear your, what did you have to say about your pregnancy that Jake may have missed? I will say that Jake didn't report very many
3: things on the podcast podcast. So I think I have a few holes to fill from my perspective. One thing is just to mention how much we really prepped for Mm -hmm. the birth, for parenthood. During the pregnancy, we were constantly having conversations about those things. We would go on long walks and discuss, 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 sometimes get in fights about our Mm -hmm. different perspectives on things such as the delivery room. And then we also did attend like a birthing class. So that helped as well. But that was a big marker of our pregnancies just how much we were like daily having conversations and that Jake was a part of those. And I think he had to realize how important this was for me, like the delivery experience. I don't think he had focused that much on like how much it would mean to me going a certain way or whatever. He didn't know that beforehand. So we had to talk a lot. And then – Another thing that was a huge thing with my pregnancy is that my sister became pregnant eight weeks after me. That was huge that I was also pregnant with my sister and she lives in the same city as me, so I always wanted that, but um, that was a big part of my pregnancy. We also had a gender reveal party, and you guys came yeah yeah we did yes so team that was boy fun yes, <laughs> you guys both were team boy. we were. Yeah, a lot of people were team boy, but we had like a confetti reveal and a lot of friends over, and that was a really amazing gathering of friends and support. So loved that. My family was pretty ticked though, that we told them at the same time as all our friends. I think next time we're just going to like reveal it right away once we Mm -hmm. know the gender, but it was fun to hold everybody in suspense. And maybe Jake would disagree with me. Well,
0: I thought we told your family. We told your family first at the party.
3: We told them. We told everybody at the gender reveal party.
0: Oh, no. We told them we were pregnant first, but not the gender yes. baby first.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And right. now they're mad it,
1: that you talked about it on a podcast yes. that'll be on the internet. So. And you know what? We love I you, think, family.
3: I'd do
0: it
1: again.
3: <laughs> I would. I love
2: the gender reveal party. I know you guys, you guys just revealed right away. We had planned to keep it a secret until she was born. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. And that did not work. It was the week we found out and Andrew's brother, who lives in the same city as us, came over. And interesting fact, before we found out, I was always calling baby she. And Andrew would switch back and forth. But he or he would call it baby. And then all of a sudden, his brother was over and he said, well, when she dot dot dot, I mean, he... And we knew it was over. Well, there you go. And then just the final thing about pregnancy
3: that really stands out in my mind. um, I don't think it affected Jake as much, but the baby being late Mm. was horrible on my emotions. I know your baby was also late. So we both kind of share that perspective. But I don't know about for you, but it was so emotionally, it zapped me. How about for you?
2: I don't know that it was so emotional physically I was drained and I really had to try to have intellectual flexibility which I wasn't very good at because I had no plans for after the due date and yet I couldn't just sit around I would have gone crazy and so it was difficult finding things to do while being huge in September and it's hot and I just didn't know what to do with myself
3: yes I have shared the same, same feelings. I hope next time we both get the
2: opposite, like, experience. (laughs) Um, Although it would be shocking to just go into labor early. I don't know that I would totally be ready for that either.
3: I know, but I want it. It would be shocking, but I'm like, yes, give that to me. Speaking of, (laughs) speaking of labor, tell me about your labor story from your perspective, what you might want to fill in.
2: Andrew did a great job explaining it. He was very present, very involved, very encouraging. He, I think, was the perfect balance. He mentioned being encouraging without being annoying, and I think he did a great job of that. One thing that I just thought was kind of funny is he was very generous in saying that that first night at the hospital, that they gave me Tylenol to help me sleep. It was (laughs) actually morphine and fentanyl. (laughs) Slightly more intense. Slightly more intense. I'm, I'm glad that you think that Tylenol would have been enough for me, but I was just so exhausted and they call that, I think they call it medicated sleep. And Ah. because I hadn't progressed very far at all, the hope was, was that that would help me get rest so that the next day I would have the energy to progress through my labor. Yeah, and
3: that brings um, up that I just want to point out like Andrew was not only like supportive for a day of labor, this was like what three days of yes. labor. And delivery. Started
2: early morning Saturday and she was born early or uh, 10, 10 o'clock AM on Monday. Yes. So that oh,
3: yes. huge props to Andrew and that journey was unique.
1: She let me watch a football game during it. Yes. So I did. that's all I needed to get through.
2: Yes, I did. Other than that, he, I think he had all the details pretty correct. One fun fact, Everly peed as soon as she hit the air. I think she peed before she even cried. And that's one of the boxes (laughs) that the nurses need to check off in the first, like, however many hours that baby peed, baby cried, baby poops. There's these things they need to do. And that one was checked right away.
3: (laughs) Wow. I didn't even know that that was a thing that babies do she was holding it in
2: I guess I guess (laughs) because she barely they're like oh she's out and she's peeing well
3: you said that she holds it sometimes even now like she holds it until she wakes up or whatever
2: yeah one other thing I wanted to have a little bit of discussion on and the guys can be in on this too I think if they'd like they wondered aloud about the average labor times since you and I had such different different labor times. Which, to
3: recap, which was yes. how many
2: hours for you? I was in labor for 58 hours, including early labor and pushing, and I pushed for five hours. Okay, and from my end, I was in
3: active labor for only two to three hours, and I pushed in like 20 minutes. I don't even know. What is the okay. average length of labor?
2: So, what do you think? The average length of labor
3: Boys, is... what do you think?
2: What do you think?
1: Eight. I'll say... Mm, yeah, I'll say ten.
2: Okay. The average labor for a first-time mom is 7.7 7 hours. Whoa, Jake!
1: That's
0: pretty
3: freaking
2: close. He took the class. They did say yes. it in the class. I remember now. I told you. I pay
0: attention to that class and I read that book. Well, Nerd!
2: <laughs> what do you think is the average length for a labor that is considered a long labor?
3: Oh, Uh, 20 hours.
2: Any other guesses?
3: I don't
1: even want to (laughs) guess.
2: 17. Oh, wow. Alicia.
1: Freaking (laughs) marathon.
2: (laughs) I have two more questions. What do you think is the average length of pushing?
1: Two hours.
3: One hour.
2: The average length of pushing is 30 minutes to two hours and up to three hours. My
3: drop, my jaw
2: is dropped. Like I'm shocked yes.
3: because you were five and... hours.
2: Yes. How many after? How many hours do you think they commonly have some sort of intervention after I think how many it's hours of pushing? Four. Four. One,
0: Twenty minutes. Yes,
2: it's four hours. <laughs> yeah. And for they they let me push for five hours. Like, but thank I, goodness I, they did. I, yes, I did share I know.
1: that we felt very. We had felt very supported from the beginning that we belie- we believed in our nurses and we felt like they believed in us.
2: And my midwife. She was great, Yeah, too. and your midwife. I do have to
3: share. Yeah, like every story is so different. We ran into a lady at, and, at church and she said that she pushed for eight hours. So wow. it's crazy, like the differences of experience. And that was just after I had given birth and I like almost had some trauma just thinking about her birth scenario. <laughs> But yeah, every, yeah, it's crazy, the differences.
2: And I think it has to be mentioned, I'm on the long end of these averages, but you were on the short end. If the average pushing time is 30 minutes to two hours, you were 20 minutes. Yes. And that is, that's crazy short as much as mine was crazy long.
3: Yeah, it was to the more like traumatic side as well of shock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Two ends of the spectrum. So, next time, if there's a next time for both of us, let's meet in the middle somewhere. Yes. I would love that. Let's just. That would be great. Yeah.
3: But speaking of ha- me having the very short labor and even the short pushing, I think what Jake kind of neglected to mention when he was telling Sully's birth story was that I was shocked. I could not believe that I was 10 centimeters dilated when the nurse told me I couldn't get over it until I basically had Sully in my arms, how shocked I was. I kept saying, are you serious? Are you serious? Because I was thinking about an epidural the entire time, but thank goodness I didn't ask for one because I think the nurses and my mom knew I was far enough along that that would have been pointless. Because it was so fast. The other side of things is a lot of people mentioned after Jake shared the birth story that they were – how scary it was and they were crying. And from Jake's perspective, he truly was scared and it was scary. From my perspective, I didn't really know how scary it was. I attribute that to, one, (laughs) doing the hard work and pushing. But second, I was also on a narcotic. so. Things were a little more fuzzy. But at one point, I did see my mom and Jake's faces. They were petrified while I was pushing. And that scared me a little bit. But I didn't have too much time to dwell on it uh, because Mm -hmm. my doctor was saying things like, if you don't get this baby out, we might have to do surgery. And so that was pretty crazy. But after Sully was born, um, things were a little fuzzy and even now I contemplate like the narcotics, it made me feel more fuzzy than I would have liked, not completely aware. So um Jake probably didn't report on that, but I remember just asking Jake again and again, were you really scared? Were you, were you really scared? Was it scary? <laughs> because I wasn't really like able to be aware of that. And so he was like, yes, I was scared. (laughs) He was, you know, like he said in his, in the podcast, he just was hearing the flat line of Sully's heart rate, which wasn't actually flat. They just Mm -hmm. cut the monitor, but it was in the thirties and forties, according to our doctor. So that was really a low heart rate. Um, So, but I think a thing to note, just from my perspective of this is just how, how great Jake did. And my mom was there the whole time and I was planning on having my mom there. I never thought she wouldn't be there. Um, my mom is has been a nurse for many years and delivered for a bit of her own baby. So I always wanted her there and her help, but he was so helpful and wringing his wrist or his arm, like I would like rub it was honestly, when I look back, the only thing that like got me through. So He was awesome in that regard. So that was just my my birth story from my perspective. But Jake was pretty great. And there's still a lot of things I process. I don't know if you think about your birth story a lot, Alicia, but I do. And I'm still processing everything that happened and how I feel about it. What would you say for you?
2: I think I'm really blessed that it, in my mind, went as well as it did. I know it, it was crazy long, but at the time, I don't think I was really registering that. I think I was really calm about how long it was taking. One thing I didn't share is I remember when I got the epidural at 10 p.m., that night was the only time I slept in probably five or six days on both sides of Everly being born. And I remember they came in at about... Four thirty-five in the morning and told me I was at 10 centimeters and that it was time to push and I asked if I could take some time to wake up That's like so I, had, awesome. I had been in Libra for so long already and yet I was still pretty calm about how long it was taking so I woke up I drank a smoothie and I was like okay I think I'm ready now <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah,
3: I can definitely see how, you know, you knew your body and you were aware and just like, all right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, so
2: I'm sure I will still process things. And like I said though before, I think the pregnancy was a lot more difficult for me than the birth was. And I don't think that's me remembering the birth wrong or, or like they say, you forget it right away. I think that that's pretty true. Yeah. But
3: I wouldn't say that about, about mine. Um, I yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it was definitely like fast shocking and I think a tinge on the traumatic side. Yeah. Um. So I just still have to think about all that. That's where I am it on makes-
2: that it makes sense that you would still have to process Mm -hmm. it because I had 58 hours to process it while it was happening and you didn't have the luxury of kind of processing it as it went along. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. So, and it helps to talk to you about those things. So and other people and other moms, like that always helps. So then when you have this beautiful Everly, anything about the dad journey on that side or your journey
2: It was wonderful to have her. I was so happy to meet her and have this precious little baby on me. She's always been a great eater, which is a huge blessing. Andrew mentioned my struggle with postpartum anxiety. I don't know that he exactly called it that when he mentioned it, but that's that's what it is. And I'm really thankful that Andrew and my doctors really took me seriously as I was struggling in those first days. The first night after Everly was born was really rough. Andrew mentioned that we tried to sleep, kept the room really dark. And at one point we sent her to the nursery. Hmm. I was thinking that her cute grunts and noises were keeping me from sleeping. So Hmm. I sent her away and I still didn't sleep even while she was gone. And I remember Hmm. the nurse from the nursery and another woman who I didn't know came in in the morning. And I sat straight up in bed and I said, are you my nurse, because I am not okay? Mm. and I just yeah. knew that something was off in my body beyond just the typical mood swings, sure and Andrew took me really seriously. My doctor took me really seriously, and so I was really thankful for that. first night home i didn 't sleep either, and that morning, after not sleeping at home, I was hoping that getting out of the hospital away from the noises that I would be able to sleep. Yeah. But when I didn't sleep the first night at home that morning, I had a panic attack. And Andrew said that he suggested strongly suggested that I call, I called the clinic. And so I did. And he came with me. We spent hours at the clinic with our three day old baby and he was so supportive. And thankfully within a few weeks I had balanced out, I would still say that I have it though not that I had it I think it's still an ongoing thing that comes up a little bit more at certain times but I'm thankful for his support and that goes into my next point I'm just thankful for his support in general I don't think I changed any diapers in those first few weeks that he was home he rocked Everly back to hallelujah sleep. yes <laughs> no merconium poop for me I literally, I know. I, I literally
3: ch- didn't change any meconium poop either. So I don't even know what that was like.
2: Yeah. The first poop is called
3: meconium, and I didn't, Jake did it at all. So, way to go, guys. Yeah,
2: Andrew rocked that. After I would feed her in the night, he would take her back into her room and rock her to sleep until she went to sleep so that I could get more rest. And he was really great. And I think I actually looked back on those first few weeks that he was home. Once I started sleeping a couple days in, fondly it was fun being together just our little family sitting in the bed watching fixer upper kind of shows in the middle of the night feeding our new little baby and just being a family so those are kind of my things to say and it was still nice out then so I felt like we got to get out of the house and just enjoy being a new little family of three yeah what sticks out to me about
3: that little story about after everly being born and your struggle with postpartum anxiety is that you guys are best friends and you know each other so well and i think andrew knew you so well that he could tell something was really off and like you said strongly could recommend you getting more help and there's a lot of power in a husband strongly recommending <laughs> like mm-hmm. no this is off i know you and i think our home hormones are so off and we're just on this crazy journey that we don't even notice ourselves so much mm-hmm. When you have a husband that is, you know, your best friend and knows you inside out, they can really help you see from an objective perspective that you need more help. So I really think that was great
2: for Andrew's side. What about you? What are your notes or things you wanted to share in the postpartum period? I have similar things
3: about Jake advocating for me. We did not have a great hospital experience We had a terrible one. Jake maybe even was a little bit light on that point. I was very unhappy and felt very vulnerable in the hospital due to a nurse who was pretty negligent. And so Jake really encouraged me to press that call button numerous times and to call my mom also. And so i really felt supported by him even when I wasn't supported by the nursing staff. So that was huge. And then the other thing is that Jake really liked the hospital food. So any future dads out there, the hospital food is not always gross. He really enjoyed ordering us food and like getting me as much food as possible and that all the food just magically appeared on a tray. He had been feeding me for months, so that was pretty nice.
0: Well, and you had to work the system. Like, when you're ordering the food, make sure you always ask for more. They'll tell you if it's not included. Just try to get, like, you know, a little extra Another
3: food. cup of coffee, another dinner yeah. roll. Well,
0: I was know, going more for the bacon and stuff, but <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> that was one little no, and one thing that really helped us get through, like I said, even though it was a pretty – awful experience in the hospital, uh, we would always talk about what we were grateful for and we would list that. And that continued once we got home, whenever we started getting stressed or every time we went to bed or sleep for the next two hours, um, we would list out things that we were grateful for. So that helped us stay positive, even though I also had I had a little bit of anxiety, definitely not to the extent that you had. It would only come at night. And I think it was residual from the hospital stay because that nurse that I had, I had her two nights in a row. And so at nighttime, I would begin to feel anxious. And we would have to – I would have to call my mom. Jake would have to pray with me. And we'd have to talk about things we were grateful for and just to be able to relax. So – definitely the hospital stay does make an impact on you. So I was grateful for my advocate and Jake. And then the other thing that's just kind of funny is all of the paperwork always tells you, I don't know if you got this as well, but it tells you your baby should eat eight to 12 times a day. Sully so yeah. ate 16 times or more a day sometimes. And wow. I mean, that kid just wanted to eat and be close to mom all day. And I thought there was something wrong with me something wrong with baby. But no, he just that was just the way he was. So anybody out there, if this helps you, it's okay. If your baby eats 16 times a day later, my doctor was like, that's fine. That's just the way some babies are. And he was a good eater. And he did gain a lot of weight right away, which was great. So there was nothing wrong with it at all.
2: Yeah, Um, that's great that you trusted your body that I know sometimes when babies are eating more often than you would think, it can make you doubt that you're actually producing enough milk to feed him. So it's great that through that you trusted your body and let it do what it knew how to do.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I definitely had the support from my mom. She was my personal lactation consultant. So that was so helpful. Jake, anytime I started getting freaked out by something, Jake would literally not wait for me to call my mom. He would call my mom and hand me the phone because I wouldn't want to bother her. But that's what he would do for me. I did that yesterday. I still do that. (laughs) He still does that. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And then another just little tiny funny note and little helpful tip that I have is if you're a new mom, use Siri or whatever Android voice app there is out there to do everything for you possible. I would use Siri particularly for taking note of my feedings. So I didn't have to text or use my hands while I was feeding Sully to remind myself when the last time I fed him was. So I would say, hey, Siri, make a note that I fed Sully at 5 p.m. I would tell Siri also to text people for me and look stuff up, everything. And that was a huge help so I could be hands-free. Like I said, I was feeding Sully constantly, so that was very helpful. But that's my
2: little tip. That's good to know. I don't even have Siri set up on my phone. Girl! I don't know why. How do you convert tablespoons to cups when you're baking? (laughs) I have a little trivet that has the conversions on it. Too much work. Too much work. I I did use... My helpful thing in feeding was I had the breast friend, which is kind of like the boppy, except... It straps around your back. So it has lumbar support and it can't slide forward off your lap. And it also has a little pocket in it. So I could keep my phone and my nipple cream in that pocket.
3: That is so awesome. It really was your breast vent.
2: So I think that wraps up what Laura and I have to say about the first six podcast episodes. I'm a little jealous though that they get to share an item they're loving every week because I have a lot of baby items that I'm loving But I wanted to share about one item that isn't actually explicitly baby-related that I think Laura will agree with me that we are loving.
3: 100%.
2: And it is the Marco Polo app.
3: I love that thing.
2: Yes. This has enabled Laura and I to be in each other's corners throughout these first months of motherhood, to share stories, ask questions, and it's a video app, kind of similar to FaceTime or maybe Snapchat, kind of in between those two, though, because there's no time limit on how much you can send. But on, like, FaceTime, we don't have to be available at the exact same time to talk to each other. I, so it's really great. I think the
3: easiest way to explain it is that it's like a walkie-talkie, but with videos. Yes. And you just go back and forth. And I love it because... I only have basically my long distance friends on it so I can like talk to them um, and kind of commit that time. But mostly I just talk to Alicia and we just talk about everything from breastfeeding to what we're making for dinner to going back to work and cloth diapering. And it is huge for keeping up relationship when being a new mom, it's hard to, have those one-on-ones in persons you can still keep on that relationship and it's so important when you're feeling vulnerable or everything is new
2: yep for sure and just the flexibility of it that if everly needs me and you're talking to me i know that i can go listen to it as soon as i get a chance and you do the same and it is a great blessing huge blessing So that's really all we have to say. We'll turn it back over to the guys. I think they have a few more things for you. Thanks for having us, podcast listeners. Yes.
3: Until next time. Yeah. In summary, we love you guys and we think you're great. So keep up the podcast work. Bringing it over to you.
1: Oh, that was special. I think everybody who listened also is feeling all the happy vibes right now. Yeah, I want to put them on more,
0: honestly. They do a much better job than we do. We need to have, like, a reoccurring segment with them or do more p-
1: episodes. <laughs> Keep an eye out for the mother—the uh, Motherly podcast <laughs> starting soon.
2: It can't be called Motherly. Motherly and Fatherly are already things. Oh. But Momly isn't.
1: Momly. Oh, someone just stole that now. Quickly grab it. <laughs> yeah, you girls are awesome. I
0: really enjoyed that.
2: I As wanted to tire. share
0: a dadly joke.
1: You have to. It's every week now. We need to hear more jokes. So,
0: Andrew, you're going to have to take one moving forward because I can't come up with too many that quick. I haven't developed the skill in
3: that I'm yet. sorry. You're just stealing these jokes, Jake.
0: I- Honestly, I haven't made any up yet. Um, This is when my nephew was born. We are all like trying to hurry up and get down to, uh, we were in Green Bay going down to Milwaukee, all pile into the van so we can see our nephew who's just been born. And everyone's getting a little frustrated because some people honestly like are taking a little longer, not moving that quick. And Laura's dad finally just stops and looks at everyone and says, okay, everybody, we just need to calm down right now and be like a baby in a hospital. You all need to be a little patient. (laughs) <laughs> oh my and to this day I, I don't know if i said it word for word but that's one of my favorite jokes like i just it was so well timed because there was like it, you know that feeling of tension when family is yeah. just so irritated with each other and it's like yeah. we just want to see the baby why can't people just stop talking and get over here and get in the car so we can go see this little guy and then he just dropped that and it was fantastic
1: I that love
0: it. is some serious dad wisdom. I should just have your dad give me like all of my material because he's so good at
3: those. Yeah. <laughs> he's. We call them Dom's jokes. That's my his last name, Dom's. Your maiden name. Yeah. And uh, they're pretty dry and pretty awesome.
1: Well, we just want to say thank you for the ladies coming and sharing all that. It was a huge blessing and I wish I could say the same about your joke jake but that was an amazing joke don't eat it is a dad joke so what can you do right that's the way they are so we hope that you liked hearing their perspective we're starting to get topical not tropical but topical like i said last week so we have a story coming up next week we're going to talk about cloth diapering and all that that involves so you'll want to come back for that how do you describe diapering over the airwaves We'll give it our best shot
0: <laughs> and we're going to kill it. It's going to sound
1: amazing. Obviously you heard, we have done a lot of this. So lots of diapering on these hands and in one of these people's mouths. So, <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> um, yeah, so really excited for next week, but also
0: really excited for this one to hit the, hit the airwaves to hit the podcast apps like us on
1: Facebook, follow us and subscribe on the podcast app.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: You can send audio questions to the Anchor app if you're listening on there. You could send private messages on Facebook or post things there. We do want to hear your thoughts. If you liked the episode, write it on Facebook on our group and we can have some interaction that way. So we appreciate you guys listening and that I think wraps it up for an awesome week on the Dadly Podcast. I'm Andrew and I'll see you later. I'm Jake. See you next week. Deadly podcast, behind the scenes.
3: Oh my goodness, my Siri is starting to make notes in <laughs> <on> my phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> but and I would tell Siri to tech Oh, created it out.
0: <laughs> Siri, stopped. stop, At stop p.m. Siri. Oh my
2: goodness, my Siri is
0: starting. That's to make the outro. Notes
3: for me. Oh my goodness, my Siri is taking.
0: I'm. I'm gonna turn your phone upside down. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
3: Um. Anyway.